Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is... The Bob Cordaro Show on WILK News Radio. Six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I got to know. Well, something that uh, we could use more of, particularly in the city of San Francisco, Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry. It's his 93rd birthday today, so I figured we'd start with that. Great good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. This is the Bob Cadaro Show, and indubitably, and I, I think provably, I am he. Broadcasting today from what is still the United States of America. No matter what Biden and the left-wing lunatics try to do. It's the place where the brave, like Billy DeCosmo, have made us and kept us free. Where we were founded with the certain knowledge and understanding that government is not to be our parent, our guide, our salvation, not any of these things, but is nothing more than the necessary evil we require to organize society. The United States of America, the country where for the first time in human history, 
Freedom was declared to be an unalienable right granted by God, not something to be parceled out or controlled by government or government officials. Our great American Constitution ensures and codifies freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association, economic freedom, and freedom of the press. And armed with these freedoms, a ragtag bunch of immigrants and rejects created the richest, most powerful, most culturally diverse and accepting nation and culture ever to grace this beautiful planet Earth. America, the only place specifically invented and designed so that every American can live their life in the manner they choose. Unlimited by their background, upbringing, race, color, or creed. Unhindered by the government or those who would use government to control others for their own comfort or benefit. This Bob Cadaro show will always be convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. And once again, we are honoring Billy DeCosmo. And we're going to have... Um, David DeCosmo on in just a little bit to talk about his cousin. It would have been his birthday today, May 31st. And so we thought it'd be an appropriate day to honor him. U.S. Army, World War II. And David relates that Bill was always the family hero. Bill and his brother Michael, two boys of Italian ancestry from Hazelden, found themselves fighting their way through Italy in World War II. Both served in the Army. Billy was the 5th Army, 85th Division, 337th Regiment. He was the recipient of three Purple Hearts. His first engagements were in the Rome Arno area. He was awarded a battle star and an infantry badge there. Then he received two oak leaf clusters. His second battle star and the first of his three purple hearts on October 25th of 44, 1944, following the, the Battle of Apennines in Italy. On November 9th, he was severely injured in the Battle of Po Valley, Italy. Billy DeCosmo was hit by shrapnel from a German Tiger tank. The metal pierced his steel helmet and embedded into his skull. His brother, Michael DeCosmo, who was in a different area, was given permission to look for Billy at an Army field hospital. Michael found Billy in a row of cots that included several deceased soldiers. He was able to speak to him and hand-fed him that day. Billy was in hospitals for months and was left with his uh, uh, left side paralyzed. And uh, David did a home video recounting some of his experiences back in 2008. Bill DeCosmo, who we will honor today. And proudly so. Uh, reminder, this program brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop. The home of the Zero Carb Pizza Crust, now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop on Route 309 in Mountaintop. And the hourly sponsors, Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. And uh, we've got Daryl, we've got Hank, we've got Michelle, we got Gary, we got Ron. See any one of them over there, they will beat the big box blues. With incredible convenience. 
And then, of course, the Marjan Golf Course. Another gorgeous Marjan Day today. And it is, it, it, it's the best bargain in golf. I mean, there, it's a great little track. They've got great food and a great bar after. Ideal. The Marjan. Uh, Mount Cobb, Jefferson Township. Well, on Clint Eastwood's 93rd birthday, we uh, call this meeting of the Club for Common Sense to order. We do promise we will provide a sanctuary of sanity for you on appointment radio, which is known otherwise as the Bob Cordaro Show. So we're still dealing with and talking about the debt limit argument, and I want to reiterate something. Let us say someone votes against it. They're fully justified. Let's say someone votes for it. And I'm talking as a a fiscal conservative. They can be fully justified as well. The... Speaker of the House did not get everything that we would have liked. In fact, he didn't get a lot. I just wish they weren't overselling it. It is not something to get excited uh, over or be enthused about. It's what is and what is possible. I don't think much more was possible, frankly. How far to the brink of this supposed fiscal cliff would you want to go? Not knowing if the president was going to bend because, remember, the left-wing lunatics and stupid, stubborn old Joe Biden intended for there to be a default because they had the votes... To increase the debt limit when they threw that ridiculous $1.8 trillion omnibus spending bill at the end of last year. They had the votes to do it then. But they wanted to put, they wanted this wait and see. Okay, if we lose the House and Senate, which, well, they knew they had lost the House. We're going to put it on them and crush these mean Republicans who won't let us spend all the money we want, even though we don't have it. This was a setup. It was intentional. And if you put that into McCarthy's calculations, you got to say, get what you could get. Move forward. The budget process is coming up where the House can hold firm. And... You could take it by step by step. My own view, I think you've got to pull the, 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 the Band-Aid off. I can understand why this is, and I, I, I can't tell you how I would vote in the end. I will say this. If I, could, if I got something for my district of substance, they might get my vote. But... It's not the worst thing in the world, and it has been exaggerated on both sides of of this conservative divide. But it is not as great 
and hunky-dory as Speaker McCarthy has been pontificating. It just isn't. It's, it's as good as he could do, but it's not good. I, I don't see any place where he could do better because, again, Biden wanted to go off the cliff because he think of the political calculation of the people around him. The Republicans, he would then have the Republicans to blame if we went into recession. He could avoid culpability for his idiotic economic and spending policies and blame the Republicans. He wanted to go to the cliff. He did. He wanted to go over the cliff and then blame the Republicans when the economy goes sour during the balance of his presidency. So McCarthy did what he could do. Uh, I can't be mad at him, even though I don't know that I would vote for it myself. But I don't. I would not criticize anyone who did, unless they praise this thing to the high heaven, because it's a turd sandwich. But I guess if the choice is between a turd sandwich and starving to death, maybe you take the turd sandwich. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Big Ben can remember when it was 1859. Atop the tower at Westminster, in such stately design, 150 years it's been. Victoria was then the queen. And all those seconds from then to now, Big Ben has ticked away somehow. It's four clock faces keeping perfect time. Accompanied by that famous chime. There it still stands to this day, the very symbol of the UK. The time may pass, but it never quits. Through two world wars and the London Blitz, Big Ben took a licking and keeps on ticking. Buddy Holly, who had watched the John Wayne film The Searchers, 
was inspired to write that song. That'll be the day. And, of course, Big Ben. And that was a CBS News report on the 150th anniversary of the clock. But it went into operation 1859. And uh, it is a classic. I, it, it is quite amazing that the Nazis didn't take it out during World War II, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it. And I know blackouts, all this, but you would think that that would have been, you know, like the place they were trying to bomb. The thing. And there's no precision bombing and all that, but still. I want to thank Dunmore Lumber Company and Marjan Golf Course, our hourly sponsors. And uh, remind you, we're paying tribute to Bill DeCosmo of Hazleton. U.S. Army, World War II, severely injured. Three recipient of three Purple Hearts. His cousin David DeCosmo to come on uh, in just a little bit to talk about his cousin. And we got Doc from Einan on the debt. Well, there isn't a debt crisis, but okay, the debt situation. <laughs> I can't stop. Bob, the third most powerful person in the country, a Republican, Speaker of the House, right? He gets snookered by a senile old man in the White House. <laughs> how does he get? How did he get snookered? Come on, Doc. I, I like real laughs, not fake ones. Oh, that's I, I love. You gotta, you gotta love it, Bob. That is so hilarious. <laughs> that's all you got. <laughs> that's all he. I gotta tell you. Well, Doc is very representative of the left. See, it's about winning and making points and politics. And that makes them feel good, apparently, because the policies that they are supporting and espousing are a disaster for everybody. Doc's the guy who claims he found a dollar thirty-nine a pound chicken and that there's no inflation, so you know where he's coming from. <laughs> but thank you for the call, Doc. You once again prove the larger point of the program that the left is truthless, factless, and they do not have any concept of reality. So there it is. Now, and if anybody thinks Joe Biden is developing these strategies, <laughs> then you are as addled as Doc is. <laughs> somebody texted, oh, my, not somebody, our friend Mark Mayer texted in, never forget. And I want you to remember this. Because, you know, our memories fade. Let's think back to the COVID nonsense. And I'm talking about the policies. Not that the, not that the, Policy, not that the disease wasn't serious and didn't need to be dealt with, but the policies were all wrong. And then they lied when they found out they were wrong or were uncovered as being wrong. But Mark Mayer sends this in earlier this morning. Never forget Democrat mayors sent SWAT teams to shut down churches and barbershops. I'll add, and bars. But let looters and Antifa burn down cities. That is so typical. That's where Doc fits in. 
That's where Doc fits in. That's where these left supporters, and, and for, you know, for whatever reason, and they appear to exist almost normally in the course of a day, but they've become lunatics. And they have no grasp on reality. It's a scary thing. All right, let's get one more call in here. Donald from Pittston on the debt ceiling. Yeah, you're right. Hi, no cuts. You're right. I, I, Pat says he'll get reelected, Joe Biden. You did a good job. I agree with you. No cuts. There's no cuts. You know, just the excess. It, all we did was take the excesses out, like you had that student loan stuff. You know, it's a good bill. Pass it. And, well, uh, it was actually a tie. It was even a draw on the student loan uh, debt forgiveness. Um, but you're right. There's not no big cuts in this bill. And as far as the food stamps, they, that, the governors could pick, the states could pick that up like Wolf did last time. They could add that to, to, from their budget. So I'd pass it in the first line of bipartisanship. I'm not going like, uh, to like it. It isn't bipartisanship. It was well, a clever tactic by the people who have the power, which is the White House, who could have passed a debt ceiling increase when they passed the omnibus spending bill at the end of last year. It was completely fake, phony, made-up issue. And my own view, I, I believe it firmly, uh, Biden knows, and I shouldn't even be saying Biden, Biden's handlers know that there's going to be a recession in full-blown or at least partial before the end of this term, and he wanted somebody to blame for it. And so McCarthy knew that that Biden was the crazy man who would shoot himself in the head. And so he had to make a deal. That's so. I don't no, like it. Do. I might not even vote for it. Right, you believe me? Let me talk. You can't blow up everything. Just get the deal, and then we can debate the the cuts and the non cuts in the future. But just don't spite everybody and let everybody. Well, they wouldn't, but, but well. Doc, they way oversold as as everybody yeah. does in politics. They've way oversold what the results would be if the debt limit was not increased. You would have been had a forced, balanced budget. That's all that would have happened. That's it. Well, according to what you read on the internet and the markets and these experts, the Wall Street experts. Yeah, well, Wall Street, Wall Street runs around and does a lot of stupid things, or we would not have recessions and depressions. <laughs> Wall Street makes a lot of mistakes, and they follow money. Remember, it, it, it's sort of like I'm talking about these left-wing Democrats. They follow whether they make money more than where, whether the rationale for their moves it justifies their move. It's just well, I think it's good for the country because it brings my party back to the center, and I think that's a good thing. It so didn't bring passing. your party back to the center. What are you kidding well, me, Don? Are you least, kidding me, least, Donald? You know, it's it's lunatics. They're lunatics. Uh, Joe Biden wanna, is a sick, wanna, twisted, demented old fool, and that will not change. And he and. And he, on top of all of his disgustingness, has denied his own granddaughter. On top of his own disgustingness, he is beyond corrupt, doling out money to his family almost every time he took a trip somewhere as vice president. Please, here, I just want civility. Let's get civility. No, 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 no. You can't be we civil can with animals. The, the, this 
crowd that owns your political party are animals, and they well, want the destruction of this country. They this want thing. Doc the. They, or, I'm, I'm apologize, Donald. They want the destruction of this country. That's what they want. Well, maybe if we pass this, it's the first step to the Senate. <laughs> I don't trust the Democrat Party as far as I can mm. throw it. They're disgusting people. They truly are. I've got no, there are no redeeming qualities for the left. None. I guarantee it all. As the election comes closer, Donald, I can't figure this out. Donald, I can't figure this out. Seriously. You're a devoted Democrat, okay? This is not a football team. Like, oh, they're having a bad season. They're destroying the country. They are harming you specifically, harming you specifically and intentionally. And yet, because of that party label, you're trying to justify what they do. I I don't understand that. So hopefully you'll come back to the Senate. That's all I can tell you. All right. uh, Let me ask you a quick question because I got to go. Do you believe there's any chance they're going to come back to the Senate? Oh, yeah, a bit closer to the election. The numbers are down. <laughs> oh, gosh. D- Donald, Don't worry, I, that's quite right. It'll be pouring a cement down at the wall if his numbers are down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 maybe maybe so. <laughs> After six million have come in. But all right, Donald, thank you, it's my friend. Build, you know that. They'll be measuring the, the beams at the wall, Biden's airs, and they'll be pouring a cement and mixing it Bob Casey. Believe me, if they're down 20 points. That's politics. That's reality. Uh, uh, all right, Donald. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> David DeCosmo is here. We're honoring Bill DeCosmo of Hazelton, U.S. Army, World War II, and, and a guy who virtually paid the ultimate price for us. Uh, David, so so pleased that you allowed us to uh, honor your cousin Bill. Well, I, I'm... Uh... I wanted to mention him a number of times, and it just seemed to me with Memorial Day, um, we just observed, and the fact that this would have been his, uh, let's see, his 98th birthday, I believe, that this would be an especially uh, an appropriate time, Uh, and his, his, uh, his record, he's one of... I granted there are others, but it's it's not a vast amount of people that received three Purple Hearts. Of course, in addition to all the other uh, medals that uh, went along with it too, uh, but he had he had quite a time. And I found it, you know, kind of interesting when you think about it that you have two boys from Hazelden. Uh, Billy and his brother Michael, and they're of you know uh, Italian ancestry, and here they are invading Italy. Yeah, uh, and uh, in, I, I in, hadn't uh, even thought of that. You know, it's funny. I hadn't even thought of because how how far off, how long off the boat were they? One generation, two. Uh, one. I mean, their their uh, their mother and father both came from Italy. Uh, so, well, I, I shouldn't say their grandparents came from Italy, but their their father came over as an infant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, second second uh, generation uh, following and that. still ties but, and family ties, and here you are fighting your yeah, way up yeah. the peninsula. Amazing. And it, and of course, you know, here I am. I'm. I was let's see, I was three when the war ended, so I had no cognitive knowledge of what was going on. And 
I had heard about, you know, Billy getting these medals. I knew he was injured because he would come to a lot of family events and his, you know, his left side, his, his arm was virtually immovable. He's, he could, you know, he could walk, but uh, uh, he was obviously disabled. Uh, and, and, but I never saw a smile leave his face. He was just the happiest yeah. guy. But he, a few years back, I think it was 2008, you know, I said, I, I should be I should be learning about this, and I called Billy up. I said, Billy, if I brought a video camera to your house, could we talk about family and your service and things? And he said, Dave, come on down. So I'm fortunate enough to have some of this stuff recorded. I know about each of his wounds. The first, uh, which which regard you know, which you got his first Purple Heart, they were pushing on Rome. And uh, he said, he recounted how he could hear the bullets flying over his head. And he crouched down at a cornfield. Then they went into a, a wine cellar in a, in a bombed-out house. And um, uh, they had to watch out because he said there were landmines all around. And there was a grenade thrown, a fragment of that hit him. Uh, right by his vaccination. Now, he, he didn't know he was hit with this shrapnel initially. It came out, and one of the other guys said, there's blood running down your arm. And sure enough, then he realizes that, that he's been hit. And, uh, you know, they, they, they fixed him up. And uh, a few days later, they're on a push toward Florence. He made he made the point when we were when we were videotaping this that they never got into the city. Said so the guys behind us they got to explore the city. Said so we're on the outskirts. So that's where he ran into the tiger tank. He said they saw it way way far away, but the, one of the rounds hit nearby and and got him in the right leg, which he referred to as we were taping as his good leg, and uh, sent him to a hospital. Uh, uh, right outside of uh, Mount Vesuvius. He was talking about how gorgeous that place was. Then here he goes, sent him back to the front line. Wow. And uh, now they're making a push on Colonia. And uh, <laughs> there are anti-aircraft rounds being fired because you've got aircraft up above and anti-aircraft uh, firing from both sides. These rounds, when when they hit the ground... It's like a fireworks hitting, but metal shooting out. And uh, I don't know. Let me just try this real quick. Bear with me one second. Let's see if you can hear this as Mike describes that. So then when I went back to the lines, we made the, the, the big push to get Bologna. And they were, we were going there. Oh, that was bad. Did you hear that? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Now, this is, I said, Mike, this is Billy himself. <clears throat> It likely was, although there was anti-aircraft coming from both sides, so yeah. it's a little little rough to, to tell. But I, I'm so blessed to have this, and I, I put it up on YouTube. 
um, under, you know, David DeCosmo page on YouTube so that all the family members could see this history. And there's some things in the beginning of it as I was recounting, like his relationship to me and, and shared grandparents and, uh, uh, you know, who, who his brothers and sisters were. I wanted this document. I wish more people would do this. Um, yes. You, then you we, we, on Friday, words. David DeCosmo, we had uh, Joseph Barna, a Korean uh, war veteran who told us, I mean, blow by blow about battles he was in using the flamethrower. And it was priceless. And of course, oh, yes. last summer, we had the two 100, the centenarian World War II veterans on. And it's, it's history. I, I'm so happy you did this with your cousin. Yeah, I, I, I wish I would have done it, done it with more family members. I actually started from a project where my uh, my my kids got what they call a grandfather book for my dad. Uh, and it, it's filled with questions, and then you know, the grandfather responds, and you write them down. Well, nice. uh, my wife sat down with the kids and my grand, my dad and, and started asking him questions. And I thought, gee, while they're doing that, I'm going to tape him too. So I have the videotape of dad, you know, giving all these answers and then i that's what prompted me thank god i did it while billy was was still yeah, around because yeah. uh again he was the family hero and and these are things that ought to be documented and ought to be remembered by kids who have no idea that my you know my grandson has no idea about my cousin billy but he will as he gets a little er, er, uh, older and now he'll have it that he can actually see him talking yeah. about things now cousin michael uh, did not get wounded, but he was in the same campaign, just in a different location. Correct, David? Yes, yes, yes. He was he was um, uh, near the beach of Zanzio when he heard uh, that, <laughs> that was uh, no garden spot. <laughs> no, gosh. but of course, of course, that, of course, that was that was still was after the initial invasion. Yeah. Um, but he was in that area, and we got word that uh, that Billy was uh, was hit. And uh, he asked his captain if he could go and check on him because they didn't know if he was going to live. And the captain gave him permission. So Michael goes up to where where Billy is being uh, cared for and finds him in a row of stretchers with wounded uh, soldiers and, and some deceased as they were bringing so many in. And he didn't know if he was alive at the time. He starts talking to him. Michael, Michael tells, as Billy told me, Michael said, stay alive, stay with me. And Michael actually started to hand feed him. Um, so interestingly enough, he was nursed by his, by his brother during some of that, some of that crucial time. Um, they wanted to get him back to the States because you're talking about a you know an, an injury to the to the brain very very frankly, uh, but he missed the plane. Uh, he was he was one man uh, short as it were, but there was a double amputee ahead of him, and and he had priority, so he mm. got flown back. And Michael got sent to the uh, rather Billy got sent to the hospital in Naples, and uh, <laughs> this is the kind of guy was he still re, still recalled. Uh, not only all the treatment that he got, but how, how nice the nurses were to him. Huh. Uh, but I mean, he, he recalled specifically. <sighs> he sounds like a peach. Had, he really does. Oh, oh, he, he, what a guy he was. And he, he recalled uh, actually specifically how they took an, uh, how they shaved his head and took an egg size, uh, as he had described a piece of metal 
and put the screws in his skull to to cover this hole. Yeah. And then had to had to sand it down. And he said he said the doctor's tapping. I he said doctor told me he's tapping him on my skull. See, I could feel it. It feel tapping, but he said I only felt some reverberation in my uh, my cheek. And you think uh, about brain that. essentially brain surgery 80 years ago. In Italy, oh, yeah. not even in America, yeah. and no. and he survived it. That's that's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, obviously the damage had been done in terms of uh, of leaving his arm and uh, his left side virtually paralyzed. But uh, uh, you know, he, he really couldn't work when he got home with those kind of injuries. And at that time, you know, these days they can do so much more and find things for you to do. So yeah. he was he was. Uh, permanently disabled, but you'd never know it from his personality. <laughs> yeah. I, but the, the thing that you pointed out is how happy of a person he was, always smiling, uh, despite the, the horrors that he saw, lived through, and then unfortunately, eventually experienced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it... Uh it, it was a mindset that he had, and of course, f- strong family relationships uh, with his brothers and sisters. Uh, that uh, that he was going to uh, he was going to persevere no matter what. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I just you know, we didn't see him all that often. It was there'd be a family gathering, be a family wedding or something. And he was first to be there, snappily dressed, had a beautiful wife named Rita, who unfortunately passed before he did, and mm-hmm. he constantly missed her. I think in, in death he was happy in terms of being reunited with his his lovely wife and a great family that uh, that he raised, uh, despite this uh, impairment that he had. But there were so many like that. Um, and there's something to keep in mind. We didn't hear anything about post-traumatic stress syndrome then. They just dealt with it, David. David DeCosmo, I I thank you so much. we got to go to this Bloomberg Money Minute heartbreak, but uh, I'm so happy you joined us to talk about Cousin Bill DeCosmo, who we will be honoring today. Always a pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us the time, and I hope all your news is good. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.